Welcome to the Girl in the Galaxy podcast. I'm your host, Kate Heinecker, here to serve as your astrological tour guide. This podcast is here to use the ancient art of astrology to help us make sense of our lives and the world we live in. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in for some more Astro Insights. Now, it's been a minute since my last podcast, but I promise that I have been saving my breath for the really important topics for the rest of 2020. And I've been working on some other fun projects that I will chat more about on the other side of this episode. So here we are in August and this year, damn, it has been a doozy. And here we are at the final showdown. So for this episode, I really want to unpack some of the most important energy for the rest of the year because I just, it's so important. It's, re- it's really not a walk in the park. And luckily we have astrology here to help explain what's going on and to help guide us through this storm that we're going through. And that's really going to get a little ugly uh, later on in the year. Astrologers have really been anxiously awaiting the latter half of 2020. I mean, this whole year has just been a complete whirlwind uh, for so many reasons that I really break down in the first couple episodes of this podcast. But August, September, October, November, December are extremely significant for all the reasons we're about to talk about. Primarily in this episode, I want to talk about Mars. I want to talk about the function of Mars, what Mars generally does, and I want to talk about the role of Mars in 2020. Then I want to dive into more detail about what Mars is up to right now in the sky and map out the rest of the year. And finally, I want to talk about my top four tips and advice on how to navigate the energy of the rest of the year. So let's dive right in here and talk a little bit about the planet Mars because its energy is so important for the dynamics of 2020. Let's talk about what Mars does in astrology for any beginners out there as well. So Mars is the god of war. He's that masculine archetype that has a lot to do with aggression or assertion, how we assert ourselves in in life. Um, but also it's that warrior archetype, that fighter or that protector. Mars inflames things. Mars ignites. Mars ignites our passions or even our rage. Mars has everything to do with our impulses or impulsiveness or even our instincts. One of my favorite astrologers, Jessica Lignato, that queen, she says that Mars rolls over fighting and fucking. And I love that analogy because it does. It represents how Mars has to do with those mammalian instincts, our human instincts. It has 
a lot of that energy that just wants to drive ahead and that wants to forge ahead at all costs. When I think of Mars energy, I think of that energy that just wants to go, 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 go like an energizer bunny that just drank a 32 ounce can of Red Bull. That's how I see Mars. It has the power to make things go, but also to inflame or to ignite or to aggravate, but ultimately to propel us forward in new ways. And sometimes that propulsion forward can have the need to burn it down in order to rebuild or like a surgeon's knife it can cut out something that is no longer working it has that energy of forcing change through our will or through our willpower so with this big mars energy for the rest of 2020 these themes of our will I'm sorry you're gonna hear a truck or like a bus every now and then in this podcast because you know I'm living in Chicago and you know I can't help it I'll edit it out if I can guys I'm sorry but this Mars energy of our will our willpower our willingness to fight for something this is going to become such an important theme on a collective level and on a personal level but let's talk now about Mars's track record. Mars has a track record of really inflaming the themes of 2020. So when we think back to the first episode of 2020, you know, this year is all about transforming our government, our leaders, and our institutions. This is a year that will define an era. And when Mars came into contact with the three outer planets, Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn, in the at the end of March and early April in the sign of Capricorn, this coincides with when we were introduced in the United States to this new way of life in a pandemic lockdown. So Mars was there. Mars was an initiator of this energy Mars aggravated Mars ignited and Mars inflamed or represented that inflammation of these themes of our governments our leaders and our institutions and what their role is in society and in our life when planets come together in the sky this also represents the start of something so when mars moved into capricorn and came into contact with these planets it really was like the start of this new way of life it served as a trigger almost and or a representation of this energetic trigger mars and pluto are like the two transformers in astrology And Mars and Jupiter are like two expanders in astrology. And Mars and Saturn are like these two character builders in astrology. So when we look at the Mars coming into contact with Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn in the sign of Capricorn in late March and in early April, what we really see is the beginning of these character building transformations. And that's really what Mars has to offer in terms of 2020. 
are these character building transformations of our collective consciousness. Now, Mars has moved into the sign of Aries. The end of June, but particularly in July is when we may have felt this the most. And now Mars rules over the sign of Aries. And when I say rules, all this means is that the characteristics of the planet Mars and the sign of Aries are very aligned and they almost parallel each other. So when Mars is in the sign of Aries, it functions very well. It's able to function at its full capacity and the energy of Mars can really express itself fully in this sign, generally speaking. Now, Mars is usually in a sign for about six weeks, but Mars will be in the sign of Aries for six months. That's a really long time. And during this six-month period, especially from August to the rest of the year, which I'll map out in a second, Mars will be forming these really intense square aspects to the outer planets because Mars will go retrograde in September, which is a separate episode in and of itself. But let's un- let's slow down and unpack this for a quick second. Because Mars will be in the sign of Aries in a square aspect to Capricorn for six months, the latter part of 2020 has been a very specific red flag for astrologers. Now, let's unpack what this means. So a square aspect is a 90 degree angle between two planets. It's a lot like a sharp edge. So when we think about, you know, a square that 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 90 degree edge is very sharp. It's like a challenge almost that needs to be overcome. I think of a square aspect a lot like a hurdle or an obstacle like when you're running full speed and you're required to give just a little bit more energy than you thought you would have to um that's that's how i think of a square but it's very character building i also imagine a square aspect like that little extra bit of effort that you need when you're like walking up a stair and you need to push that little bit of extra effort in order to get to the next level or like when you're riding a bike and you need to press press down a little bit extra harder when you're lifting weights and you feel that oh you just feel that extra bit of effort that's needed or required of you in order to move forward it feels like that moment of resistance when you need that extra push and Again, this is a very character building energy. And this is going to feel like a theme for the rest of 2020. Do we have the resilience? Do we have the drive? Do we have the character and the strength to go up against challenges in our life or in our society? These these squares represent critical decisions also and they can show us critical decision making times these are the times that define us and that show us who we are so whatever we're not 100% sure about 100% dedicated to that's going to show at this point in time because 
Mars, that energy of Mars, it wants to drive ahead. It wants to move, especially in the sign of Aries. It really wants to move forward and fight and fight the good fight, you know, or fight the fight for power, either one. But Mars will be in a bunch of squares with these outer planets, specifically the planet of Saturn, which represents maturity. So there can feel like this obstacle or this weight of Saturn that feels heavy or oppressive when we're trying to move forward. Our will is being checked and we're really being asked to learn these lessons and mature before we can move forward. And this can cause frustrations. Mars is very hot, hot planet in the sign of Aries, which is a fire sign. So there's a a heated frustration that can feel like it's boiling up within us or boiling up in the collective. And that square from Saturn can cause us to have to really check ourselves. But it's very important to remember that this is something so much bigger And that there is something so much bigger happening right now in our collective. And when I think about a square, I also think about, you know, that a corner. And in many ways, we are turning a corner. And we can't really see exactly what is around the bend at this time. But when I think about the second half of the year and the second half of 2020, the image that really comes forward in my mind is like kayaking without a paddle and we start out kayaking in July with the paddle and we're like oh yeah this is great we're cruising we're going but at the end of July you know Mars entered its shadow period before its retrograde and in August Mars starts to come up against these squares so we're cruising in July which slows down a little bit in August. And then in September, when Mars goes retrograde, the, pa- the paddle will fall under the water. And it's just like, oh, shit, I want to move forward, but I don't have a paddle. What do I do? And in October, the squares will intensify again, and the water gets choppy. It might even start to rain. There might even be like a thunderstorm that kind of rolls in a little bit in October. And November feels the same way. In October and November are going to be like, how do we deal? How do we, what, what do we do? How do we come up to this test? How do we face the challenge? And December will feel like th- a little bit of movement again. We might get our paddle back. We might be able to get out of Dodge. And in January, everything will come really full circle at that point in time. And the reason I use this analogy is because Mars will form a square to these outer planets three times. The first time in August, the second time in September and October, when Mars is retrograde, and the third time in December and January. So it's almost like these big Mars squares are like taking place in three acts. So act one is happening right now in August. And we can already see these themes coming up of these 
of these Mars squares of this suppression of the will of the people. And I mean specifically talking about the election. This is one of the most epic elections of our time. And when I think about what's happening now in terms of the elected election, we can blatantly see election interference from Russia and from what is happening to the blatant dismantling of our postal service. And this is really important because these themes of suppression of the will and of what lengths are people in power willing to go to, to hold on to power is very important for the rest of the year. It is no accident that these big Mars squares are happening right now during the conventions as well. It's the start of the DNC this week, and it's no joke when politicians say we are in a fight for the soul of the nation because we are. Because these outer planets in Capricorn, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn in Capricorn are are the soul of our governments. And the last time Pluto was in this position was during the American Revolution. So of course we're in a fight for the soul of the nation. Of course we're trying to discover exact, we're trying to not discover, we're trying to fight for what we want our governments to look like. And the patriarchy and the systems of oppression are not going without a fight. So the rest of this year, we're seeing now Act 1 enter in the suppression and enter in the opposition. Act 2, which will be really, really strong at the end of September and October, will be where the resistance, where the rubber hits the road. Because Mars will be retrograde and Saturn will be sitting in an exact square pretty much um, with Mars and Saturn for pretty much the entire month of October. So we are really being hit with with this heavy feeling of weight that we are required as a collective to step up and lift. And it's really worth noting that during the same time of these heavy Mars squares, Mercury will also go retrograde at this period of time. Now, I'm sidetracking a bit, but this is really fucking important. Mercury will station retrograde around October 13th and Mercury will go direct on election day. So literally since 2019 prior, when I was researching the astrology 2020 for my lecture, I just was like, oh my God, don't don't vote early. Tell everybody don't vote early in the, this 2020 election because it is so... Because of this Mercury retrograde and this Mars square Saturn, this is a time where, I mean, you can clearly see from an astrological perspective, 
trying to communicate or send in mail during a Mercury retrograde is probably not the wisest idea. Obviously, it's unavoidable during a pandemic. Plus, we literally have an administration that has blatantly in broad daylight admitted to efforts to sabotaging the United States Postal Service. And when we think of millions and millions and millions of people trying to vote by mail during a Mercury retrograde right before an election, that that just doesn't, it's perfect, but it's also slightly chaotic. So from an astrological perspective, this is I can do a full episode on this separately, but it's really worth hammering home the fact to be extra cautious and extra clear about mailing in your ballots before October 13th or even like in the very beginning of October, mailing your ballot as soon as possible if you are voting, um, if you are voting by mail or dropping off your ballot somewhere physically in person before because mercury retrogrades around elections will give us a more chaotic feel and when we look back actually in history there was another election that happened that was very chaotic and that was the election in 2000 when there had to be a recount so this year There will be a Mercury retrograde right before the election. In 2000, there was a Mercury retrograde right after the election. So literally in in the year 2000, Mercury stationed retrograde on the election day, and there had to be a recount of votes. So I'm not saying that there's going to be a recount this year, because God knows we can't really predict clearly what's going to happen Nobody can really know exactly how things are going to go down, but astrologically, there is chaos, there is confusion specifically before the election. So a quick note, please, 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 please be extra cautious. Take that extra step to make sure that your vote is counted and that you are voting in this election because it's more important than ever to get politically involved and to be informed because that is the process of transforming our institutions and taking back um, our government from any type of tyrannical or authoritarian influence as we can see is permeating uh, across the globe and many of our pundits and politicians are even saying we're not going to know who wins the presidency on election day so Again, we're kind of getting that same similar feel to that year of 2000 that we might not have the answers right away. And I think this is really important and significant when we think about um, the month of November. November is going to have, you know, Mercury retrograde in the very beginning of November up until the 4th. And Mars will be retrograde up until about November 14th. But then towards the end of November, we're going to go back into eclipse season. So the end of November and December, whatever the election results are, they're not going to be easy or perhaps well-received because when we think about eclipse seasons thus far in 2020, we can look back to the first set of eclipses 
actually the second set in June in the late May and June specifically like June was when we were hit really hard with this eclipse season and that coincided pretty much exactly with the civil unrest because of the murder of George Floyd so civil unrest chaos and civil disobedience have an innate connection to our eclipse seasons thus far now I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen but surely the results of the election we can expect a little bit of chaos to ensue um, prior to those days but I don't mean to get anybody worried but this is just important astrological weather that people should know and be aware of the third set of these squares of these big mars squares they are complete they go into their last the last act essentially at the end of december and uh january and the end of january specifically and that's kind of our post-election results the post-election feel that's when we're going to see the results of the fight and the results of our effort and see exactly how this whole all of our all of our i want to say the fight because that's such a, a term but i guess the the results of our battles thus far will will be made abundantly clear at that period of time so I really like to use the term showdown because the rest of the year is going to be a showdown and it will be a showdown for what we want our government and our institutions to look like moving forward. Luckily, towards the end of the year, this will all play out and we'll get a little bit more of Aquarian energy and I will do more of that in an episode on the astrology of 2021 when we'll talk about the energy of Aquarius and what that means for the time we're living in now. But for the time being, it's really important to focus on people in power and people in power and authority because we can see around the globe, like in China and in Russia and all of these other strongly authoritarian governments, the lengths that that people will go to to hold on to, to hold on to power is is frightening and we should all be concerned as humans about about this. So for the rest before I actually dive into my top four tips, which are a little bit of a lighter note, um, a little bit more, um, a little bit more productive than maybe a slightly more gloomy or um, serious astrological conversation, pay attention to the news and find your favorite news sources. If you like listening to podcasts, I love the New York Times podcast. All of the Crooked Media podcasts are amazing. Um, I also like w w the Wall Street Journal podcast if I'm feeling a little more objective, like I want to get my business news in. Wall Street Journal has some great ones. Um, and also NPR politics podcasts are always a favorite of mine. I love listening to my current events podcast every day. Every morning, I find it extremely grounding. So just make sure that you're paying attention to what's going on in the news because the, this is an extremely important time for the world and for the collective. And by staying informed, we can understand how to use our power and our vote to our best ability. This is the time to wake up and to get involved with our society and with our politics and with our political system. 
I don't think there's such thing as really being apolitical anymore in 2020. I mean, maybe there is. I do have very close friends who are totally apolitical. But at a certain point in time, we do have to choose and we have to come down on one side or the other. And that's what is going to have to happen for the rest of 2020. Anyway, let's dive into a lighter topic. Let's let's chat a little bit about some, my top four tips for how to navigate this energy. Now, these are tips that are going to be catered more towards you personally and how to navigate this energy in your personal life because the collective energy is so tumultuous right now, but I'm sure that there's a bunch of shit going on in your personal life that you might need to understand how to navigate around. And so these are really some four pieces of wisdom for you. Number one. Less is more for the rest of the year. Choose quality over quantity with your efforts. It's very important because Mars is going to be going retrograde and it's going to be coming up on the squares where we might feel in July or August like we have more energy than we're probably going to have down the road. So conserve your energy. And if you don't feel like it's need to take on more tasks, don't don't take on more tasks than are than are required or than are really important to you. Really focus on what matters to you and focus more on specializing on one thing instead of trying to do everything at once. Because Saturn has absolutely no time for superficial shit. And Mars wants to try to do everything and start everything at once. So don't Don't get distracted by other things that aren't of the utmost priority. Just remember, less is more for the rest of 2020. If you don't get as much done as you thought that you really wanted to get done in 2020, that is a-okay. And it's, it's really important to focus just on what is absolutely most authentic to you and close to your heart. Number two. Be kind and gentle with yourself when you don't get it all done. Again, Saturn is performing this constant check on Mars. So if you have a lot to do and if you have a lot under your plate and if you're really hustling your ass off, that's great. But if you don't, whatever, that's fine too. Again, the frivolous things will just fall by the wayside and this could be a wonderful time to really refocus and reorient yourself on what you do want to focus on and what you do want to dedicate all of that Mars energy towards. Trust in divine timing. You know, when you're being gentle with yourself, just trust that you're able to act and make the decisions at the right time. And just because your actions might not fall into what is considered productive doesn't mean that they're not productive at all. Things might just be taking longer than normal. That's cool. Maybe something that you thought was going to take a day took three days. That's fine. That's part of this journey. You really have to be gentle with yourself and be able to adjust when when necessary. It's important to remember during this time, do not push too hard. Don't push too hard on yourself or you're going to get burned. And I can speak to this from a painful personal experience. 
the other morning, it was the same day that Mars and Pluto formed a direct square to each other. When I was thinking about these Mars squares and I was writing about them and posting about them and mulling them over, same day I was making my morning coffee like I do every single morning and in my haste I pressed way too hard on the French press way too soon because it was a little clogged so I was like move go down and in doing that the scolding hot coffee jumped out of the French press and burned a very large swath of skin on my chest and on my stomach so as I spent the day thinking about these big Mars squares, I also had an ice pack attached to my body to cool down. And I felt very acutely reminded of these frustrating Mars dynamics that really mark the second half of the year. And these are the dynamics of really wanting to push too hard and having the universe say, nope, nope, sorry. Maybe it's just not the time yet. Maybe your coffee's just not ready yet. So chill out. And if you haven't received what you really want, it's probably because you haven't learned that lesson yet. Because Saturn is all about the lessons and Saturn will be performing that that square check on Mars. It's really about learning those important lessons about your work, about your drive, and about your productivity, which is a great segue to my third point. Commit to learning through any type of conflict or irritation that comes up in your life. Both Saturn and Mars are both planets, what we call malefics in astrology, which can seem like kind of a scary term, but I really like to just instead of saying malefic, say that it's just, it's really character defining or the character building. Mars is kind of like that spunky malefic that will, that's like almost like a little kid energy that's like, oh, I'm going to fuck shit up just because I can. But Saturn is like, I'm going to fuck shit up for a very specific purpose. Like it's like that Saturn, I feel like Mars is like that spunky, you know, you know, 13 year old kid and Saturn is like this mature adult that's teaching these lessons. It's like the elder and Saturn is in the sign of Capricorn, which rises first. So Saturn is winning this square. So this is really like an elder teaching a child. And I mean, if you have an older sibling, if you then you'll understand this energy pretty well of older sibling or anybody older really who's 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 who tries to teach you lessons through whatever means they do um this is really that time where we're going to have that that energy of somebody or something some experience that is asking us to critically think to learn the lesson and to kind of grow the fuck up. Honestly, wherever we get hot-headed or impatient, Saturn teaches us patience. And these two energies, yeah, you know, they're coming together, they're facing off, but Saturn's kind of uh, 
has the upper hand here and is really telling us and teaching us and showing all of these lessons. So if we can commit to really learning through any conflict or irritation that comes up, that is clutch of making the most of this energy for the rest of 2020. Number four, my fourth and final point. Oh, there goes another siren. Sorry, guys. I'll try to edit that out. Um, Fourth and final point, be extra responsible. Again, Saturn is that energy of the parent. And in this square to Mars, again, it's teaching us, but it's also teaching us responsibility. So if we can take those extra efforts to do all of the adulting things in life. This still applies if you're a grown-ass adult. Everyone's got to adult. But if there's been like a toothache that's been bothering you, or if you need to switch up your health insurance, or if you need to do any of that important life admin work that maybe you've been putting off or you've been able to avoid... You might not be able to avoid those in the second half of 2020. It's a really great time to take those extra steps of being as as responsible as possible and just express a little bit of extra caution um, or concern for yourself and others during this time because, you know, that frustration can be very, very real. So thank you, friends, for tuning in to this episode. I really hope that you got a lot out of it. I don't have a regular cadence yet for posting these, but I will be sure to post on the major astrological events to help guide you through these tumultuous times. My next couple episodes are going to be on the goddesses and the uh, asteroids because I will be doing a learning workshop with InnerSense Healing Arts on um, the goddess archetypes in astrology and culture, which is going to be wonderful. So stay tuned and follow Girl in the Galaxy on Instagram and InnerSense Healing Arts on Instagram for more information about that. I'll also be sure to put up an episode about the upcoming Mars retrograde because that's very important as well. I also want to announce that I will be dropping my first digital workshop soon called Everyday Astrology. And this workshop will feature my top three major chart hacks and easy technical practices that you can use in your day-to-day life to be more productive and to incorporating astrology into your day-to-day in a more nuanced way than just reading your everyday horoscope. So if you're not following me already on Girl in the Galaxy, please do and sign up for my email list for a full list of offerings. Thank you so much for listening. I am sending you all of my love and my blessings during this time. Thank you so much. Take care.